center and like he has his sauna and all that like imagine just your day is you make people you just go make people laugh then you get to just sit and have the most in-depth conversation with people from all different works of art whatever it is and he just he killed it like the last what it take him 15 years probably yeah, I think like 08. So 12, 10, 12 years. 10 years basically to like really blow up with that. I wonder what like his first, I don't remember like if he ever really talked about why he started it. Yeah, he has. Because they had like Opie and Anthony. That that was like a, the one of the first like comedy. It wasn't a podcast though. It was like a, I don't know if it was like Sirius XM maybe, but it was like two comics doing a show, I believe. I've never like actually listened to it, but... So he, he did that? Well, no, it was Opie and Anthony were two guys. Okay. It's kind of like how they do morning radio now, yeah, but it yeah, was with yeah, two yeah, comics. Yeah. And that, that it was more of like a podcast setting where they had other comics. And then Joe... Well, then there was another... I forget the guy's name but there's another guy that started like podcasting and then joe being part of like the stand-up comedy scene in la like just started one and that's why all his early stuff is with like bill burr joey diaz burr yeah. kreischer Com from the comedy store from the comedy store it was all like his comedian buddies and, and the, they just the like comedy store is a it was just in was it just in california that they yeah were it's doing? like the comedy store is like one of the biggest uh, venues for comedy in the country and and people that's where people get their start like a well it's just so well known like that it's and like the pool it's like a pool hall no it's like comedies. a it's like a no no like for comedians though kind of like, like if you've been to the one in appleton yeah it's yeah. like that okay but then instead of like just being in Appleton, like being a little like yeah. thing, they have a bigger stage, and it's like people. You're in L.A. Yeah, you're in L.A. We're like, so like Bill Burr when he's working out, like trying to get a new special going, or Chris Rock is another big one, like because they live in L.A., they'll just randomly show up on like a Tuesday, be like, hey, can I get ten minutes? Yeah, and they'll give them ten minutes on stage. So like when you go there, you know you're gonna. You're going to see the lineup that's scheduled, yeah. which are all killers. Like, that's where Joey Diaz got started. Well, I don't know if, like, started, started, but, like, got big. That's yeah. where Ari Shafir actually started. And Tony, they were door, they were guys just taking tickets at the door. And they, like, listening, listening and learning. And then they started doing open mics because they'll have, like, open mic nights. Like, Appleton has that for, like, anybody can we sign up. We should do up. one of those. We should go to one of those. I'd like to go. I wouldn't do it. No, no, not do it. I mean, like, go to the show. And yeah. Watch the show. That's really interesting, though, because, uh, like, Kill Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe, mm -hmm. he, had, he has a show, Kill Tony, on YouTube, which is five years old? Or no, it's older, tenth, ten, year, years, ten, tenth year. Ten year. That ten year anniversary was... If you guys are looking for, like, uh, like new comics to the, to the scene, I guess, yeah. Kill Tony is probably the best comedy that you're going to get for like, it's the best like live the show 
where it's show like, for like, stand up. Yes, I think I think so. It's and so like, funny. He so what I was gonna get at is like it's cool that Tony does that because that's kind of how he started, just listening in, learning, and yeah. then doing it. And now he has his own show devoted to that for like, like if like say say somebody's a drummer playing in the background for the show. If somebody comes on there as a comedian and they're like, oh, and Tony's like, what's your other skill? Because of comedy, like your comedy might suck or something. Because they like rip on these people, but they also give them tips on like, yeah, how to get better. But really, it's like a shit talking thing, and it's like to see if they can, if they're good on their feet. Really, it's what it seems mm-hmm. like. And if they have like a different skill, like playing the drums, they'll challenge the drummer who has the job now in a drum off. Yeah, they have a live they have a live band on set that plays between people. Yep, with live audience, all yeah. that, and definitely look that up. That shit is... Yeah, they call so it fun. a Mexican drum off. <laughs> and it's if they do a drum off, and if the, the comedian drummer, if the crowd thinks that the comedian drummer is better than the house drummer in the band, he lo- the house drummer loses his spot, and the guy is automatically... Booked in this new band, he's automatically they'll fire in. the other guy. They'll then, fire him on the spot. Like the the one was, weren't they next to that strip club? Or it's right, yeah. This yeah. isn't this is in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And there's a strip club right next to the, right next to the Kill Tony's uh, set. And well, it's at the Vulcan Gas Company. It's called. That's what it's the, a venue. Yeah. Okay. And you you tell so it was what? uh well what the common the common the comedian that came on the comic yeah didn't he say. Something about doing something with a midget, like he could bench. No, it was. <laughs> so the 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 guy came up and he looks like a big kind of bodybuilder guy, and Tony. After the so they so we should just tell the whole premise of the yeah I think I show. remember the story a little bit. Now. So the premise of the show is, anybody can sign up, and if you sign up, you get in for free, or you can pay for like. A ticket but if you sign up you get in for free to at least watch but if you okay, but then okay. tony takes all those names that signed up and he pulls random names out of a bucket and if he pulls your name you have to do a one minute on stage of stand-up so you got like random jerk-offs and then but mostly it's comedians trying to make it like this is their big break if they get on and kill because tony's had at least three guys that come through and like one of them hans kim is opening up for joe rogan and william montgomery's opened up for joe rogan and louis ck like these big names so there's incentive because tony's gonna they can they can promote you and red band does a secret show on like thursday nights that he'll take people out that he thinks is good and be like hey do you want to do 10 minutes on the secret show yeah sure so it's like okay so it's way to, they're getting their foot in the door. Yeah, they're yeah they're it's becoming that way. Like to get it, it's kind of like how they say like going on Letterman or like back in the day, like going on Johnny Carson was a big deal. Or like, the Joe Rogan bump. Yeah, the you, Joe Rogan bump. If you now, get on the podcast, you if you get on around. Kill Tony and you do good, They'll like bump that you're following, you're gonna at least get booked for the secret show, and mm-hmm. then that's like. So there's two people that I could think of it was Hans Kim. And, um, William Montgomery. Well, yeah. So they came on, did the show, and now, like, 
basically homeless. Like Hans just, Kim was homeless. He was and, living in his van. And did did this one minute and then came on a few times, did the minute and was doing well and they liked him. So now when for like example, Jay went to Rogan a couple months ago and Hans Kim opened up for yeah. Rogan. Like so they can they can bump you up quite a bit. And they they were ripping on him because he's like Tony's like, Yeah, you were homeless a couple months ago now. Now you're eating steak dinners yeah. every night. Like it's just crazy what like this show can do for some of these people. Yeah, and that's how like Tony got his big break. Like Yeah, which is cool how that's what I meant going back. But like to, going like, how back Tony like started. Yeah, at the comedy store, just like doing sets and like getting recognized. Now he's doing his own thing. Yeah. And now Rogan's opening up his own store. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. I think that's supposed to come up this this coming year. Mm-hmm. Soon. And it's cool too because Joe's so open minded and like humble about everything. Yeah. It seems like like he had Louis C. K. come through and he, he was talking about he's like, Yeah, we're gonna change some stuff up because of like Louis thought it would be this way and where it's not there's no like I'm Joe Rogan and this is this how is how it's done. That's what I, that's, he's getting all his comedy buddies and bringing them through and taking yeah. advice. Like that's what I was gonna get. That's how I got on this conversation. I guess is imagine Joe like to how he is now. He's doing all this stuff, but he's so humble about yeah. it. Where Grant, the media tries to make him this big political thing, but like he always just looks at everybody's side of and viewpoints, and he just he like analyzes it with them. Yeah, or has somebody else on to analyze that against them or. Con- like, he's, he's some of the most intelligent people. I don't get... I hate how he got politicized. Yeah. It's just, like, he just seems so genuine with stuff. And it's funny, too, because, like... And now they're, talks, give, they're giving back. The whole reason the podcast started is to talk shit. Like, just go on and talk stupid, and whoever listens, listens. So he's like, why is my podcast, one, so big, but two, like, making Fox News and CNN, like... It, most of his content is with his still with all his comedian buddies. Yeah, just talking stupid. Yeah, like, and he'll he'll straight up say, "Yeah, we were drinking or we we're high as hell." Yeah, and they're trying to use this to get like we're these big propaganda machines. <laughs> I, dude, I, it's just crazy because it you know they just come after him because he has this huge following. Yeah, he get he gets like thirteen, eleven or thirteen million views an episode. Yes, that's that's like three times the amount of. Any mainstream media source. So he's a threat to to what they're doing. I, they just they hate that. Literally. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna pull up a. I don't think we'll get copywritten or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So so what happened with that oh, midget yeah. was there's a big bodybuilder, and somehow Tony asked him if he like lifts or like because after their minute Tony will do like a ten minute interview with them and ask them questions and if they're like yeah I lift weights or like I drum or I drum or or I rap he'll make them do it yeah there was one dude that like said he was into feet and Tony pulled a chick up on stage to let the guy smell his feet or (laughs) smell her feet so there's the comedy of that as well as like the comedy that these guys are doing as their skit so Tony's like. How many times do you think you could overhead press a midget? And the guy's like, oh, 50 or something. And he's like, oh, well, the manager of the strip club next door is, he's a little guy. Like, 
He he looks up. He's like, "Where's whatever his name is?" And all of a sudden, here comes the guy, and he <laughs> right on stage just starts shoulder pressing this midget. Like, oh, it was so funny. He's had like two like big fatter guys, and he bets them. Like they make a bet on stage of who can ma- lose the most weight in a month. And Tony gets a scale and weighs them, and a month later brings them back. And weighs them again, and I forget what like the reward was or the prize was. Or did whatever. either one of them do good, or did they? No, the one dude gained like thirty pounds. Shut up! <laughs> and he's all pissed off on stage. He's like, "There's no fucking way, no fucking way!" And he's just scales broken. So they get a different scale. He steps on it, and it was more like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wish that William Montgomery. He he's the new Norm Macdonald dude. I don't know if you get into Norm Macdonald, but he's kind of like, I don't know how to explain him. He's like, he acts dumb. He acts dumb. Like, he's stupid. Like, when you watch him, he says, like, acts like your crazy uncle or acts really dumb. But, like, Letterman, um, what's his name, from Larry King, he's interviewed him, and they're they're all like, he's so intelligent. Like, he's so smart that he plays the dumb guy or like the crazy uncle like and this William Montgomery is like that because and he's completely normal but just acts super crazy on stage and I just like it's the funniest thing you yeah you have to watch it a few times to understand his bit otherwise like I remember talking about that where I thought he was just this fucking psycho yeah. on stage but then you get then you catch on and it's like okay now I see where the like the comedy comes in. <laughs> I ha- I'm, I'm going to pull up a uh, best best minute here. Of who? This documentary about a couple that smoked meth for the first time. They smoked meth, got really high, and then ran out of their car in negative 20 degree weather and then froze to death. Real tragic shit. And the lesson I took from that was this. Meth is a summer drug. So now, just in case we get copyright, I'll just pause. So that's this is this is a random guy that just did the one minute. Oh, this is Kill Tony. Yeah, this is just the random guy. It's just the best minutes that they have. I saw this other documentary about this guy who shot up an Amish school full of kids. Yeah, the only glimpse of modern technology those kids got. were bullets whizzing to their tiny bearded faces. <laughs> you want to know what the real... Oh. I love kitties, okay? People think I'm joking. I'm not joking at all. My mom, my mom brought like three kids to my house the other day because her house, I live with her. And uh, I was... <laughs> I gained uh, I gained 75 pounds after I got sober uh, I used to shoot heroin now it just looks like I'm smuggling it <laughs> I want to f- I, I love here I'll pull up uh, David Lucas oh he's he is like He's really funny, but then basically him and Tony just go after each other and just roast each other. It's so funny. It's just just big, big black dude who like he just or did he start going after not Tony's mom, uh, Red Band? No, that was William Montgomery. Oh yeah, that 
These guys are always the gay jokes. He always has the gay jokes to try. Pat Tony, uh... yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think rape is bad. Uh, but if I had to rape somebody, I think I would rape a deaf lady. I feel like that's an easy not guilty. Like, I'll be goddamn if I'm found guilty on sound alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I'll walk in that bitch house disguising my voice like I'm Fat Albert. I'll be like, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Give me that pussy! I, I don't think we'll get... If I watch people do the Rogan thing, though, like, analyze his episodes and stuff, and they don't... I don't think they get copywritten. Mm. As long as you do, like, talkovers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're into white girls now, uh, but y'all titties be tripping me out, boy. That's y'all be having all titty and no nipple. That should be weird as fuck. <laughs> like, bitch, how I'm supposed to suck these invisible areolas you got? Huh? <laughs> I'm gonna have to tattoo a nipple on your titty so I can suck this bitch. Like, and that motherfucking blue vein be so sexy that run down your titty, boy. Like. I wish I was a phlebotomist so I could take your blood, bitch. That shit looks lovely. <laughs> All right, thank y'all. Hell yeah. How dare you make fun of our white girl's titties. Hey, babe. <laughs> Them nipples be invisible, Tony. All titty, no nipple. I thought you were talking about your own chest. I didn't even uh, realize. <laughs> look at the look on his face. <laughs> He's ready. Look at this. Tony, you look like a gay Grim Reaper. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he ready. He's like <laughs> Tiffany Faddish. <laughs> Tony got a sickle with a dildo on the end. <laughs> it is so insane that you can keep making these jokes so funny. <laughs> a sickle with a dildo at the end? Hell yeah. That is absolutely incredible. Is Tony, I heard you went to jail just for the naked showers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you went to jail just so you get Jesse Smollett's Subway sandwich from <laughs> Topical. Points for topical. That counts. Tony, you steal from Walmart just for the pat-downs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir, the front officer. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> D-Madness is laughing really hard at this as he's walking away. <laughs> Tony, I heard your booty hole look like the bucket of destiny. All right. It's just great, like, middle of the show. He just goes off on literally the host of the show, just ripping him apart. Yeah, he has, he'll have... An opener, a middle act, and a closer that are like regulars that have all made it from the show. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like from they, they were on the show, and now he uses them. Yeah, they open up his. They're show. They're like regulars of the yeah. show, so they're automatically guaranteed a minute in an interview. Like just the prem, like the premise of it alone is. It's almost like genius level because they let anything go, which yep. is completely opposite of today. Today, yep. they make fun of anything, 
and Tony makes him do absurd things on stage that's just hilarious. Like, I, I that's it. Like, they're going against the whole cancel culture thing, and I think that's why it's also blowing up too, because. It's been going on for years, but I feel like if you look at now, the the views are just they're exponentially just. It seems like they have a shitload of views. Yeah, and I think Tony's making a name for himself too in the last couple of years. Have you watched those like pr- protect our park episodes on Rogan? Who does he do them with again? He does them with Ari Shafir, Shane Gillis, Mark Normand. I feel like I'm forgetting. Yes. One. Yeah. Yep. And there's one more. Um, but <sighs> who am I forgetting? Did you know that Shane, like Shane and Rogan, weren't like aren't long term friends either? Like no. He, he talked about the Rogan bomb. Paul, all of a sudden, he's on Rogan. He's like, it sucked. Like I was so bad. Yeah. Shane Gillis was. Uh, he got his start. He was part of SNL. Yeah. And he, yeah. He has a podcast and like a. Uh, yeah, a podcast with one of his like high school buddies or something. And when he made it on SNL, he got like quote unquote canceled before he ever even made it big, made a name for like, himself. I don't even think he was part of like a season. Like he was just on like he is on, if he's in episodes, it's like a few episodes. And then he got canceled. And but he had already started a stand-up career that's how he got onto snl so he was like a struggling comic but he was really funny like made it on snl yep and then got canceled and then that's kind of how everybody really found out about him when he got canceled like being canceled was almost his big break yeah okay yeah because i know he talked about when he was on rogan the first time that's he talked about snl and stuff and he's He's like, I just sucked because I was so nervous. I didn't know what to talk about. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, that like bumped his career. On Rogan, Then yeah. he was back, and now he's doing shows, with, like you said, Protect the par- Our Parks. He's on there all the time. Dude, and YouTube is becoming a big thing for people putting their specials out. Like, it was Netflix. Like, everybody wanted a Netflix deal. Like, stand-up on Netflix is a huge thing. And, like... Your big break was Netflix, like instead of a uh, HBO or Comedy Central, yeah, putting specials out, <clears throat> it was Netflix, and now it's turning into YouTube because it gives. Well, because I think it you was have a, more like creative content, and with, um, with Netflix, they had with like uh, um, Dave Chappelle and stuff with the big cancel thing, mm-hmm. and then and then I yeah, know, but Netflix didn't cancel them, but they. Didn't they, they... They didn't even take them down They or didn't nothing. take it down? No, I think it's all... Because it was right around there where then... Uh, who's who's the other big comic that I'm thinking of? He's got his own... Andrew Schultz, where he didn't yeah. want to do it on there then. He wanted he went to YouTube I think you it. just have more... It's like your own thing on YouTube. There's nobody telling you how to do anything. Where like if you're signing these Netflix deals, they're still kind of... They're taking a revenue source from yeah. it too. Where YouTube, you're building your own... Your own brand. Brand. And then, like, Louis C.K., he puts everything out on his own website. Like, all his specials you can buy for, like, $5 a piece. He, has a, he had an FX series that he bought or got the 
the rights for. Now you can only find it on his website. Like all these comedians are going, like, well, not all of them, but there was one that did their special exclusively on Louis C.K.'s website. What they're trying to do is sep- make their own platforms. Yeah, everybody's going to like their own thing. And I think with Rogan, they're going to be able to do that even more so. Yeah. I think he's going to end up making his own platform. Like it's going to be, I think what's going to. I don't gonna, know what he signed I for think, Spotify. But. Yeah, but I think what's going to happen, I mean, for other comics, is he's going to do his own store. And I think eventually that's going to turn into its own, we film your special here. Yeah. And then he's going to blow, he's going to blow people up. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's not going to go away. The comedy, it's not going to go away. There's just Well, gonna, no, that's like as be, old as yeah, medieval times, like the village jester that was yeah, just, just going around. Yeah, it's just going to be a way of how they can get around these stupid cancel things. And, and that's why I think if they go their own way, yeah, you're not using other platforms. Somebody... A comic is going to make the platform. Yeah. Yeah, but then greed will still go into play. It's all just going to be like, if you want, if you want Andrew Schultz's special, you're going, you have to buy it off of his web- website. There's not going to be like yeah, a but centralized. I think, I, I think that's still, like, you're still giving back to that comic for their yeah work. I you're think, not, you're not going to HBO and. Like, they're getting rid of that third-party type deal. And the only way you're... And podcasts are getting so big that, like, if you're into Rogan, you know who Joey Diaz, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer are, and then you're going to be like, well, they all have their own yeah. podcasts. Then you go to Joey Diaz, then you find out about, like, Theo Vaughn. Then you're like, oh, he was on Rogan, too? Yeah. And then you go into that, and oh, He's got Theo's got his own podcast. Theo has his own podcast? Like, you go get into that and then it's just going to be like i'm releasing a special on my website and then it, if it's on your own website you have you can say whatever you want do whatever you want all the revenue's yours i think that's how i mean it should go though because then they can yeah. do whatever the hell they want which would be better because then the comedy would be even better i like looking back at some of the old ones like that one with chris rock dude i Every time I watch that bit, I laugh so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, you ain't supposed to go to jail. <laughs> like, what? Like, what you want? A cookie? What you want? A cookie? Oh, Anna loves that from uh, Michael Scott when he does it in yeah. the office. And I'm like, you know where that's from? And then I show her the bit. And she's like, he did such a good job. Because when he comes to the office, he's like, beep, beep, everything he's saying. It's like, what you want? A cookie? Yeah. That, I can't believe the office. You look oh, that back. would not get aired today, it feels like. But now you can still get it on stuff, though. On the second episode of the series, I think it's the second, it's in the first season for sure, is called Diversity Day, where Michael does that bit with Chris, well, Chris Rock, and then Kevin, who's supposed to be like this dumb guy of the show, and he is like reenacting what Michael said in front of like this, they had to, like, corporate pulled in uh, uh, a review board. It was a guy that was supposed to teach about diversity because oh, yeah, of what yeah, Michael yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. And in front of this guy, Kevin's reciting it, and it's supposed to be, like, Michael's getting in trouble. And Michael's like, he's, he's ruining it. And then he does it himself. <laughs> and the guy was a black dude, too. Right? Yeah. He's like, my name's Mr. Brown. And Michael's like, ah... First test, I will not call you that. <laughs> it's like, well, that's my name, so. 
so then so then after that michael's like i didn't learn anything from this guy he did it completely wrong so he does his own diversity seminar which was everybody in the office picks picks by random a card and puts it on their forehead Shrades. and it's diff and it's a different ethnicity and then they go around and the other person has to reenact what ethnicity you are and then you have to try to guess by how they're stereotyping this this ethnicity what is on, what is on your card like <laughs> completely racist but and not, this like, is your TV show. But it's not like you're not, they're not trying to be racist. Like it's, no, it's just it's a comedy. joke. Yeah, it's, it's just comedy. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, that's why it's funny. Like everybody knows. You would, if, you had to, if you had to stereotype some ethnicity, you would do the same yeah. shit they did. Like I think Dwight had Asian. And Pam's like, ah, I guess under certain stereotypes, you you wouldn't be able to drive a car very well. And he's like, oh, am I a woman? It's just like, dude. <laughs> uh, that's a good-ass show. I'd never, I, it's I think so Noah, funny. I think Noah used to watch it at college, and I never, wa- I, mean, I never really watched anything. And then when Anna would come, we started watching The Office with Noah a couple times. And then we just, we watched the whole thing ourselves. And now today, like, that's the show we, like... We don't have to watch. We just throw on yeah. a couple random episodes. And then you'll be on your computer and you'll just catch it out of like in your subconscious almost. And you'll just be like, <laughs> like just giggly. Uh, but it, I forget what I was going to say now. I don't remember. I can't, I can't tell you. I know. Um, my parents might stop over later. Duker? Yeah. I, I didn't have, my mom just texted me, are you home? I said, maybe like in an hour. She said, I'll text you around then, maybe we'll be heading that way. Oh, what was the other one? Um, oh, uh, Rogan's last podcast with Graham on there. Oh yeah, I was super excited. Did you get through the whole thing? No. What'd you get? About an hour? About three quarters through. Yeah, maybe. I think, what am I, an hour 20 maybe? I, That's one that... I pulled it up this morning because I'm like, I definitely want to talk about that. And I knew you I knew you were going to be listening to it by then. Oh, yeah. So I had I had to get some input from it. I'm, I'm about halfway. I'm an hour and 18 minutes. I got an hour 34 left. The thing with that one is like normally with podcasts, I just listen to them while I'm at work. So, but that's one that like, there's a lot of times that Jamie will give the HDMI to the cable, like the the HDMI cable and you to the TV. See, you want to see it? And they he gives it to Graham and Randall, and then they're like, see right here on the map, and they're like showing their cursor, and then if you're just listening, like, then I'm at work pulling my phone out, like, <laughs> what are they like? <laughs> literally, like I'll just pull it out and like Fucking be looking at it, like what the what are they talking about? And then it's like. I got to put this away and just listen at home. There was a lot of interesting points. On so I haven't that. had time to fully the, get through it. But. The biggest, okay, what was the biggest thing that they talked about? So far? Yeah, what was, uh, what was like the main point of the podcast? Ooh. Well, the main point was to promote 
Graham's new Netflix special that came out today. And called that was, Ancient Apocalypse. Yep. Which I clicked on the first episode earlier just to kind of see what it was. But I was focused on stuff on my computer too where I, I'm like, nope, I, yeah. I got to just be able to sit and watch this. But uh, yeah, it was, they, they talked about diff- how scientists now say that human civilization is like 6,000 years old. Yeah. Where these guys are saying, no, that's not true. That's what today's scientists are saying. But there's evidence that there were civilizations 12,000 years ago. At, at least. Beyond 12,000 years. At least. 12, so they get into, it's called the Younger Dryas Impact Theory. And that says that about 12,000 years ago, we got hit by a comet or a meteor. Or multiple fragments of and, one. And it wiped out civilization. And it reset civilization as we know it today. And that and civilization was at just as advanced or farther advanced than we were before that. We are now before that happened. And... With different technologies, though. They so think, yeah. now, if, but, now, if you think of our sort of technology, you're thinking, okay, they were more advanced than us. Would they have laser beams? Did they, like, you're, you're thinking futuristic yeah. type things that we think now. Mm-hmm. But the reason you're thinking that, my assumption, the reason I would think that is because the way we use technology is we think of technology like physics... Mechanical phones, advantage. Phones, like like big tech, like metaverse. Yeah. We're thinking these kinds of things. Whereas their technology, if you ever heard of Nikola Tesla, he had, this is proven fact, he had tons of different patents and different designs for things like a generator that didn't require any type of fossil fuel or energy source besides frequency and geometry that would create a generator and it would create power now you think that and you're like oh that's bullshit or futuristic but it would instead of generating electricity it would generate frequencies and when you match something with is so all the table the table of elements everything has a frequency even different foods have frequencies everything has a frequency so if you could match the frequency, this is the theory. The, the, this is act, So there's actually a device that individuals have been working on for the past couple of decades that is going to expose this technology, mm-hmm. which they now have the patents in place and, then and just in the last couple of months where they're going to bring this forward, where they were hiding it because of maybe a variety of reasons, thinking is like, Nick, like Tesla where the government – took his patents and basically hid his patents. They buried him. And that happened. Like mm-hmm. you can look that that's a real thing. It happened. So these there's there's either that 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 fact or the I don't know about the funding because really like so if you go against what modern science is saying, where you don't go to school, you get your PhD, you got it, you have to study things this way, this is well, how it is, believe these concepts, where these guys are not doing that. Well th- that with Tesla that's super that's like brand new brought to the table on that episode like yes. that's brand new and 
but Tesla did this. Yeah. But now these are people that are bringing this technology forward. Mm-hmm. Where so they think that when that technology as we know it today, where when we got reset, we went into like mechanical advantage technology, like the wheel cranes, crane, then that goes into cranes, pulleys, um, combustible combustible en- engines. Yep. Where before that, they might have been... Now, we've only been doing this for a couple hundred years, this technology. Well, like mechanical advantage is back to like the wheel. Yes, but that's only a few, like, okay, maybe a thousand. I don't know how long ago the so, wheel was So what invented. basically what I'm trying to say is if they think civilization was 6,000 years, we've only, maybe we've only been using this technology for 6,000 years, and now we're advanced to the point yeah. where, where we are today. We say we started at the wheel, and now we're here today. Mm-hmm. Combustible engines, et cetera, nuclear power. But that was the, but even that was the, power, pa- that was like, the path of technology that we, we chose. Yep. Where these people back then, before they got wiped out, might have been on that Tesla route, and thousands of years of technology went into matching frequencies, and that's how... It would move, you could move you objects. You could move things. Like, we don't know how, it's physically impossible to make the great pyramids today like they're within like a 60th of a degree to do north and they the people are thinking they did this by hand what their assumption is now that they the the sand was wet they were able to move these 70 ton stones and put them in place yeah but that doesn't make any sense if you think how did you get this 300 feet in the air there's there's so many variables of like it doesn't make sense it can't be a coincidence but mainstream science only is just like well it's a coincidence because and they're and they're and that's the reason they're saying this or think this is because they're limiting the science to what we know today as science whereas because we took this technological route where if now like Tesla's example of this machine or device or what how, I don't know how it what's it going to be yet like they only showed a glimpse of like what it yeah. was but if you were to to take that technological route for 6000 10000 years and they were going that way it would make sense that you'd be able to build something that way the same way we're able to build something like a skyscraper today with the technology that we use yeah does it, that make sense mm-hmm. to you because that's yep. how i was that's how i was like wrapping yeah. my head around it where it's but like yeah they... that's totally plausible if that's the type of technology that you've had and advanced on for thousands of years but then more than that they show evident they show so much evidence like architecturally throughout the earth of like when you look at riverbeds and i forget what he calls it where it's like you can see the the valley where the river is, mm-hmm. almost like a canyon, and then the river is a tiny little river that runs through it. But if you look at a big scale, you can see that. Look across, you can see a bluff, yeah. one side bluff on the other, and it's continuous. So, so they'll, they'll show evidence of like the ice age and multiple ice ages and... Um, because one, I think once the comet, they carbon they carbon dated things, radioactive. But then they they've also gotten into how carbon dating isn't really, like how we use it today isn't really even reliable, 
because you're trying to date the rock itself like a fossil is just a rock yeah and but you can't date the rock like it's impossible for us to date the rock so you have to date the carbon around the rock and that is your best assumption of what the rock how old the rock mm -hmm. is but you don't know how yeah. old the actual rock and is. And they they found things from twelve to fifteen thousand years before. Yeah. They originally are claiming that civilization was here, but they also have old maps mm -hmm. that were designed before the art the Ant Antarctica. Which, and if you look at some of the more recent maps before. Like we think we said eighteen hundred or something. We didn't find Antarctica. It's just it's blank on the map. Yeah. But they, they have maps from like fifteen hundred where it's there, and it's actually bigger than what it is now. It has a landform. Yes, but that would make sense if and they they these maps designed then were. It's called the Perry Reese map. They were designed from little bits of maps from people even further back. So they believe when it was the Ice Age, which when your woolly mammoth, your saber-toothed tiger, all those things went extinct, that there was civilization at the time, somebody mapping out the world still at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from, from maps that they have found. So the the weird part is is that this Perry Reese map was created in the 1500s, but I believe yeah, like you said that it was until the 1800s we actually discovered Antarctica, but also that this this Perry Reese map was formed from an explorer that took. There's. There's a name for the maps that he found. Or he, like, yeah, he used multiple maps to create his map. Mm -hmm. And. Because obviously it was not. Well, actually, the longitude, latitude, that was like fucking dead nuts yeah. comparable to today so the technology somehow they still were able to do that but yet it's not like today's map where you have a gps a satellite that's looking over the whole thing these people were doing they were mapped like that's why i think they it's had, another whole crazy thing too mm -hmm. trying to map back then versus now where it's like oh yeah look at the satellite boom there it is but yet these people are within degrees of of this mm -hmm. of today yeah. So you had to have some sort of technology to, to figure that out. Yeah. I don't know. I think definitely look into it's Rogan's latest podcast. Graham Hancock mm -hmm. and uh, Randall, Randall Carlson. Yeah, super interesting. And there's probably about a dozen other episodes on Rogan with those two, and there and Graham Hancock has a number of books. Um, Fingerprints of the Gods from is like, his like first the 90s. one. The first one was in the mid nineties. I'm re I'm actually reading that one right now. Fingerprints of the Gods, and then and that was all kind of like conspiracy theory. Like that was his theories behind ago. thing, behind things. And then he does like he sprinkles in evidence of how he, how he came to this theory. But then he he wrote Magicians of the Gods, which goes even farther that's like 10 years later another book he, a little he bit writes, more evidence more evidence and then he wrote another one um is it america before or something earth's 
Lost Civilizations, well, maybe I th- I it's think called. It's, I think it's important, too, to, to look at the fact that they're finding more information. As, like, as time goes on, they're finding more. You find more. Where things are getting older because we're finding more evidence. But yet, these, a lot mainstream science won't acknowledge these no, things. No, and they yet. call them yet, a pseudoscientist. Yet, yet we're finding, like, the Amazon. That... This place that is this mysterious jungle that people don't inhabit besides these weird tribes or whatever, a couple thousand. There's civilization there that's over 10,000 years old that they found with radar and they can see. We've maybe talked about this before, but now mm-hmm. it's even more relatable. It's, yeah, it's called LIDAR. Yeah, where they can now see there's actually civilizations underneath the, the jungle. Yeah, it uses radar that... Because the jungle completely absorbed where, like, you drive across with an airplane or a helicopter. All you see is trees because the the jungle is so overgrown. It's thousands of years. But they made this radar that goes on helicopters that will sonar down and it'll map out what's... It'll there, take the trees out of it. Yep. And there's pyramids in there. and Yep. Different terraces, different levels of things. Like, all sorts. You can clearly see there's different structure in there. And... A few years ago, this wasn't a thing. So I don't understand how they, like, people are saying that but the then, more evidence that we're finding that, nope, civilization wasn't, wasn't a thing There's civilizations that. in there, and the Amazon rainforest, I forget what the trees and all that are, but the agriculture that overtook it and created it a jungle isn't indigenous to that area of land. Like, those, that's, they were using those plants as, as agriculture for the societies, and then all of a sudden they're wiped out. Which and uh, I I think there's there's evidence that I don't know if it was they were trading with Europe and there was a few civilizations that they found in there that they think that were trading with Europe and contracted like syphilis or some disease from and it wiped them out. But there's multiple that are just lost in there. That mainstream science. We're gonna keep, we're gonna keep ending up finding over. And time. there's like Atlantis, like so, evidence of that. There's evidence of there's another one which that's all buried used to under. Be this, used to be it, this it's story under. Telling. It's under sea because when the younger Dryas happened, and we went into an ice age, all that ice melted and it raises sea it level. Raided, it raises sea level and then it. Um, drown out all these so societies by the that are lost under the ocean there's one by the bahamas i believe it is but archaeologists won't go down they say there. it's not na- well they said it's natural too yeah because these guys dive and they look at it and then they find these old maps and they compare it to these maps and there's this big like road they call it but it sees all these rocks that are perfectly carved and like balanced out with more rocks underneath them to level them all out to create a road and they're trying to say this is just a a natural, natural yeah. appearance. Just I'd be like saying the pyramids just naturally yeah. occurred. But I think another thing you have to well, comprehend or like understand is in in grade school you're taught about the, the glaciers. Like we, especially around here, we're talking about how Green Lake yep. and like the glacier monument Kettle part. Moraine, yeah, yep. like these glaciers came through big ice shelves, all that, which they talk about is so this the theory of these asteroids and breaking up and hitting. Antarctica or the, the North Polar, like the polar ice caps, it what happened is you had this massive amount of heat, and then you're you're breaking off these big ice chunks are breaking off, sliding down massive amounts of water, 
that's how you're forming these valleys. These the the glaciers are carving through because it's all just rushing down from this extreme amount of heat so fast, where these big pieces are just. That's why. So they found like there's different all over the world. There's different um, parts of the world that they'll find these huge rocks that are all carved out and, yep. and made for building things, and they that's what they think is they got stuck in these these ice caps and then they they icebergs whatever you want to call them and they they push down through with all these huge amounts of water that can't it just it seems so crazy because you're like no that no way like that wouldn't happen today you look like but then you look at like there was an episode i was watching where randall carlson was breaking it down of like have you ever went into like a lake and put goggles on where it's only a foot deep and you see the little sand ripples on the bottom of the floor or like gone snorkeling out in the ocean and you see them ripples on the sand floor and they're all kind of unison but they all have a certain look when you go and look at like the kettle moraine or like nebraska where they're hunting Mm -hmm. and you look at that geographically on a map it looks just like the ocean floor so like when we cross that river and then you're in South Dakota oh, and it's flat it clear. and then all of a sudden there's this drop off and then there's this little river and then all of a sudden it's these rolling hills. It's like if you look at that on a topographical map, that would all become it all look it all looks like the o- like the ocean floor almost, and that's all signs of like massive flooding. You can tell there's so much evidence, and then all of a sudden it quickly dried up and it hardened. Because, I mean, obviously, the ground's going to harden, and that's why we have these big rolling hills now. I just think it's crazy that you wouldn't even want to accept that that's a... But that the thing why is... Why do you think they don't want to... I don't know, and they call them... He, they, if you look up Graham Hancock's Wikipedia page, he, they call him a pseudoscientist. To discredit him. Which is like saying you're the antichrist to science. Mm-hmm. Like you're mocking science, basically, and it and it he's you can like clearly hear, feel his like he his says love it all the time. He's like, I'm not even a scientist. I'm a I'm a researcher, and an author and just trying to a journalist. I'm just trying to journal the research that I'm finding. He I don't think he has a PhD. He's not a scientist. Why are you calling him a pseudo scientist? discredit they're all they're just trying to demonize them and i just think it's so weird like what's the what's their benefit i don't know i don't know what the benefit is why do we not want to know about all this but then like they talk about like climate change and like global warming and how do you think that's why global warming it's the earth's like they show evidence of like dozens of ice ages and that the earth goes naturally through cycles of heating and cooling and that just naturally we'll go would, from ice age to like well that's summer. A, we've talked about that too i think is how global warming now is going to be this huge thing you look at the world economic forum like years ago in 2000 people talked about this was going to be a a reason for the elites or the governments to start cracking down on shit you wonder if that if that's their goal there's some fine there's obviously some I don't understand how you can't acknowledge or believe the fact that there's some sort of financial benefit for these people that want to keep pushing global warming, where if that's 
dude, the earth, we only, we've only been studying that for a hundred years. And if we're talking about civilization that's 12,000 plus years that's old. That's just civilization. Science yeah. says the earth is millions of years so now, old. So now we're looking at, we're talking, you're talking about a penny to a billion trillionaire. It, it doesn't make any sense that they're trying to g grab all this data from a hundred years when you have a billion years to look at. But then you look at evidence that shows dozens of ice ages and the earth naturally goes through heating and cooling cycles. But then there's got to be some sort of, I don't like... Financial reasons, man. I don't know. that. Like, why are you, why isn't that at least, I could see if there was like, let's look into this. Well, here's the evidence that proves this wrong. And this is why we're going against it. But you, well, they I do try find, doing that. They keep trying to say there's evidence that there's there, global warming. There's, there's all. But yeah, but the they Earth don't want, is warming. They don't want to accept. No, that it's it not, is. They don't want to accept that it's not because of us. Yeah, it's. They it is to, warming. They want to but say we're it's coming, all us. It's all because of our gas. We're burning fossil fuels. We have cows that are shitting and eating grass, and we gotta we gotta cut out. Dude, yeah. this isn't conspiracy either. Like Bill Gates, he's one of the largest financial uh, backers of fake the fake meat, and that's all. That's all financial. But that's why he's all against global warming, global warming, like climate change, blah blah blah. He's all it's, for it. Yeah, because his ass has all this money on the line to to make the shift. Yeah, you get you got to look where the money is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Definitely look up. That last podcast. I, that last podcast just, and watches his, uh, well, really, I would say read his books because his books are. Start at the podcast, I think, just to get like, if you find any interest in this conversation, check out that podcast mm -hmm. and just kind of go from there and make, hey, make your yeah, own Well, decision. you can check out any of them. Cut. Literally, you could just, Joe Rogan, message Graham us, Hancock. Message us with some feedback, too. I want to hear, I want to hear some concepts or why. I'm not gonna shit on you if you believe global warming, but I'd like to know why you believe it. Like what? Well, like from school, from the so media, like, from I've your own. I've tried researching why they demonize Graham Hancock and what evidence there is against the evidence they're bringing forward, and I'm literally struggling to find evidence that goes against it. It's just he's being demonized, and maybe I'm not looking, so I would genuinely like to see that to see if like yes yes so we're not forming a confirmation well, bias that 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 we believe him just because that and if if i'm wrong like i don't want to keep reading his, wrong yeah. reading his yes. books and yeah talking stupid like yes. but to me right now it seems like he is completely absolutely right and being demonized so if i'm wrong i would definitely like to know it good point i don't want to just spit yeah these things out here like they're 100 fact but also, until somebody can be like, hey, this is why it's wrong, I'd like to know. Or believe, you know, I don't want to keep believing that we think that because we're never told that it's different besides, mains right. besides the mainstream beliefs of it. But even like you look at the mainstream beliefs of the pyramids. That's why I, that's why I totally look at this like absolutely plausible. There's it, so much... The three pyramids perfectly aligned to a const I forget what constellation, but it was like a religious something that like 
because they used to like worship almost the constellations. Yeah. It was like a constellation of significance. Each point of the pyramid perfectly aligns up in the sky to this constellation. You wonder why that is too. They're all perfectly within like a 60th of a degree due north. Every block is perfectly in place to come to a perfect peak. If you were off on one block, it would throw the whole pyramid off. In the king's chamber, which is in like 150 feet in the air and dead center of the I think pyramid. It's 350. Well, the whole thing's it's 400. So. Okay. I, yeah, I just remember yeah. him saying it's like high as fuck. And the, I, I think there's six or eight rectangular pieces of granite that are like trusses. 70 tons each. And they're 70 tons. And they were they know where they got the granite from and it's 500 miles to the south. So even if like we be, like mainstream science believes that it was pyramids were done on the backs of slaves, in order to get those through with slaves and even with modern technology, 500 a, a miles. crane wouldn't be would wouldn't be able to boom out that far that far away from itself and that high without tipping the crane yeah. over. So then they, they're like, oh, well, they built a ramp. Well, in order for humans to push something, as many as you can fit on that block to push it, even if they could up a ramp, it couldn't be more than like one and a half degrees. And it's so high that they'd have to build the ramp miles, like tens of miles long. And if you're putting something on there that, that, that's that heavy, that, how do you brace the ramp? It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So you put all of this, like, how did it happen together? And then mainstream science is just like, well, we it's a coincidence. Yeah, we don't know. It's aliens. <laughs> Which maybe it is aliens. I don't know. But the evidence sure seems to stack that we were far more advanced we could and go got that wiped route out. We could go that route, too. There's a lot of different evidence, too, where, like, before aliens were all conspiracy now the fbi and cia are talking about extraterrestrial beings and shit that's that's just new in the last year yeah i still don't know if i believe it i don't know much about it I don't, to dive I, into it but i think it's still crazy that our own government's finally being like yeah hey like after so many navy pilots were like yeah i don't know what it was it could be another country i mean maybe they got technology that's wave but then you look at that too if there was another civilization that used a different type of geometry or force it, i don't know because you look at that's like, why i think it opens up so many options like that new machine that they're going to show who the fuck knows what, yeah like, who knows who knows if we all what if we do grab that and run with it and then that's the new technology just like nuclear power is the new technology yeah. where we didn't think that was going to be a thing. We thought it was way too dangerous. Well, it is pretty dangerous to fuck with, but I like how Graham said, yeah, we we don't have the, uh, what was it? He said we're not mature enough. Yeah, right? the maturity to deal with that. Oh, another thing I wanted to talk about, um, nootropics. Yeah. Because we talked about uh, the last podcast we mentioned, uh, Andrew Huberman, when he talked about... Uh, uh, nicotine, he had one on, alcohol, marijuana, he he did a bunch of different podcast episodes on those, but also I thought of that because he did it, the last one on meditation too, and I think he has one on nootropics as well, besides 
just talking about nicotine is one. But yeah, I was going to talk about some that I've tried or whatever. Because remember I told you to, about that stack? Mm-hmm. There's four different ones. The one thing I've probably noticed, possibly not getting like that afternoon crash very often. Really? Not even with a lot like caffeine. Like I, With this time change a little bit, I got it just because it's like getting dark, but that's normal. Like it, your brain is literally like, oh, it's dark, like time. Well, the trees are associated with that. That's why the trees lose their leaves. I just learned that recently. As far as? So, you know, the trees. I thought that was just cold. No. It's be, So, notice, like, we've had very warm. Mm-hmm. That's not enough to transfer sap on a tree. Like, we just had 70 degrees. It's that with this type of season, is shorter daylight. So then the trees aren't getting the nutrients out of the sun. And then the tree will start to know to start, it knows to like store its sap because then the, the, the cold is coming. And then so it then, uses that as an energy source, like a, like so a then glucose. It, it like holds a, its sap because if it was still distributing its sap throughout winter, it would freeze and like die. Die. So it, but it's off of the daylight that triggers the tree. Yeah, the, for the tree to start holding. Yeah, I definitely its sap. notice like right now I'll get a little bit just because I have to get used to that. But I, like in the summer, especially July when I started it, dude. I felt like I was, like, taking Adderall, like, every other day almost, like a microdose or something. Really? Yeah, it was interesting. There was, uh, I got four of them. Hooperzine A, Alpha GPC, Acetyl L-Carnitine, and then Ginkgo Bilboa, I think is how you say it. That, the Ginkgo... I started taking that, and when I went into the doctor, it was the first time I've never had high blood pressure. And I've been taking it, and the last three times I went to the doctor since taking it, my blood pressure has been normal. And that's one of four things that I've added. My workouts are the same. My food's the same. Probably worse than what it was in the past. Um, Even with, like, nicotine a little bit, your blood pressure is supposed to go up. Even with coffee before, too, my blood pressure wasn't as high as what it has been before, even without it. Usually I'm always like 150 plus, and that's not good. Um, 130 is what I've been at now. Hmm. But a ginkgo is supposed to help with uh, blood flow, so I'm like, okay, well, that would make that makes sense. Like if you're, It dilates it, your blood vessels, so then you're not as constricted, so your blood pressure is not as high. That was my thought, at least. But I think, like in the gym too, not being just being able to push like a little bit more or like recover faster in between sets, and that was that is supposed. To, I think it's from the Alpha GPC and then uh, the acetylcarnitine is supposed to be like a good athletic boost, but it helps with uh, it helps with. Well, do you remember how on Huberman, how we talked about how there's nicotinic receptors, but there's also these choline receptors, Yep. and they work hand in hand, so like nicotine helps with focus, because it works with the choline receptors. Mm -hmm. So like supplementing with acetylcholine 
Acetylcholine is a key neurotransmitter, which will help with um, learning capacity, like your processing speed, focus. So then you, you, that obviously was like a little bit clear. Like I felt like, like I said, like in July when I, I, that was the first time I took all of them, like every single day for the whole month. And I felt like that was my best month business-wise too, by like a long shot. And I don't know if that, well, one, I was working a little bit more too, but I think it was just easier to just keep on like pushing through. Like I didn't feel as fatigued and stuff. So what is, what is it supposed to do? Like Which part? Like, you know how like you've, you take Adderall, you've taken Adderall before, possibly prescribed it maybe years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So, you know, how people take that to study and yeah, like you're just locked in. It's like a minuscule amount of that. Where, like, you don't have, like, the sweating or the But, like, the what, what is, but it's not the same chemical. No, but it helps with, it helps release and help, so, helps but, release the chemicals that it's that just releases. A, but it's still a chemical, right? Yeah, like, it's, like, acetylcholine is a neuroreceptor in your brain, like, yeah. neurotransmitter, like, a chemical in your brain. Mm -hmm. Now, you're giving yourself more acetylcholine, like, you're supplementing there's like science behind how it, right, but especially the older you get, how it, you don't produce it as much. I'm worried much. that it's like testosterone, where all no, of a sudden, it doesn't like, like, if you take it, it doesn't shut it off. You're just like, it's like taking a multivitamin where like, if you're short on B12, like you're supplementing to get a so max. So where, where, if where you is don't this need, stuff like naturally found? A lot of it's plant-based stuff. Like it's not like they're making it in a lab, like it's just extracts of things. Like, it's in certain foods and stuff, like meats, and you're, like, hmm. extracting it. Like, I should look up exactly, like, here. We got a little bit of feedback going. But at least we fixed the echo. What are you looking up? I was going to look up how they make, like, the actual, but it, I feel like I could... Oh, yeah. I would be fucking reading for days on that. Jamie, yeah. pull it up. Yep. Dude, he's so good. He's Dude, I don't know how he's on top of that so fast. Like, he's so fast. He must, like, when you're talking about it, he must just be researching it and then has a tab, and if you don't talk about it, he just makes a new tab, go back. But I think him and Joe are always on the same page of, like, what's interesting where he well he's done it for so many years now too where he probably knows like yeah they're gonna want me to yeah but i think like his level of what's interesting and what he finds like interesting out of the out of the conversation where he's like like fact checking or like that's really interesting yeah, let's see what yeah. the internet says and then joe's like jamie pull that up like they're always on the same page and he's like about well that. actually it says this or yeah or, yeah that is really interesting What'd you find? Uh, there's so it's just like all too many big words. Uh, if I read it, I, <laughs> I would have to read it like three times to comprehend it and then explain it to you. And <laughs> uh, no, no, and no lies. <laughs> Wait, so this is what's going on? Well, all right. Well, Hooperzine, Hooperzine A was one of them. I'll just do a quick bullet list of what it is. So it boosts acetylcholine in your brain, which acetylcholine 
it's a key neurotransmitter, which helps, like I said, with learning capacity and your processing speed. So what Hooper's DNA does is it'll help stop the breakdown of acetylcholine in your brain. So then you have more accessible in your brain. So then your memory, your processing speed is better. Right? Mm -hmm. And then alpha-GPC is another direct source of choline, which it's one of the only ones that will turn directly into acetylcholine when you, when you ingest it. And then that will, that's what helps improve your physical performance, like power output. They've done studies where, like say a strength training, where you're able to just, which might not seem like a lot, like as a performance enhancer or whatever, but just a little bit to like grind out that extra little bit like another rep, like adding creatine. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that helps prevent choline reduction like when you're working out. So then you can supplement that. Like you can take that around. They say to take it around your workout, but I just take it all. I just took all of it in the morning just so I wouldn't forget. Just because I hate, you hate, I hate like trying to time things out. Like yeah. I take this. And... Yeah. So then acetylcarnitine, that's a mitochondrial boosting supplement which mitochondrial cells are dense in your brain and then that's the acetyl l-carnitine actually crosses the the blood blood brain barrier so it's accessible by the body and then that helps reduce fatigue increase sperm production and improves muscular endurance and then the ginkgo that increases your blood flow which you get better workouts and obviously if it's going to help somebody with like high blood pressure instead of taking high blood pressure medicine Fucking just try that for a little bit and just see, because that's a little bit more natural than try. That's like a mineral or whatever. Instead of trying to, I'm not saying don't do this to your doctor, get doctor's permission or whatever. Don't quote me on it. But if you don't want to take another pill from the doctor, try supplementing with this for a little bit and just see if if your blood pressure is all right. And then do it every so often instead of having to take a pill every single day for blood pressure. Usually when you're on that, you have something with your liver or something else that'll come into play in 10 years, and you got to take something else. But uh, ginkgo is, that's very specific for, like, memory benefits. And I've noticed that, too. Like, people say that you'll have, like, random memories of things. I've had, like, weird dreams that I just, out of the blue, can remember. Like, it ties into some weird memory of some, like, just, like, weird shit. You know, like when you just have weird dreams, but it's like these dreams are weird, but they're tied into like a memory that I've had where that you, I wouldn't have thought of like growing up or something. Yeah. And then that enhances nitric oxide, which dilates your blood vessels, which is helps with erections and oxygen uptake. And they think it's good for your skin, but they're not exactly sure why, but I think it's from increased blood flow. Like if you have good blood circulation, your, your skin and stuff is better. And I just take that at night sometimes or take it in the morning right away with just so i don't forget it because if i like i said if i separate stuff i end up forgetting it so yeah i did that for a month and then i bought this bottom again because it's all pretty cheap like for supplement wise it's pretty cheap yeah for a full month and then i uh i'll just take them like two or three times a week but i won't i know i the fatigue i guess isn't there but the like on top of your A game type shit, it's not, not as like profound. Like it, I don't notice it as much versus when I'm like every single day taking them. 
And the other one was 9-MEBC, which helps with dopamine receptor. That one's pretty new into research, but I've done that a few times, and I've noticed when I've taken that and then, like, hit a vape or any sort of nicotine, it feels like you're back at square one. Like, it, like it definitely does something, because very little amounts of nicotine are like, poof, like, you get the buzz right away. What do you think, like, the dopamine overload that we get nowadays is doing to our brain? Um, I think we have very, our focus, definitely down. Libido for males, definitely down. Testosterone, down. That could be a food type thing, but I think it has a lot to play with dopamine. Um... I think uh, delayed gratification's gone. Like a lot of people don't have that. Everything's very focused on here and now because we've just been taught quick releases of dopamine, where you just want that high. Like it, it's a high. Yeah. Your body craves it. It's addicted to it. I th I think those are all factors, and those are all factors that you have to be. I've been completely aware of to have good a good well-being or mental health like a good quality of life if you can delay gratification and you understand why you have to work for things for the future whether it's yourself or your family or or whatnot to put yourself in a better situation like you have to have that concept of being able to go through the hard shit to get to where you want to be and if you're just always focused on that short-term hit it's very hard to mentally put yourself in the position to to do things for the future it's literally your brain tricking itself mm -hmm. and like mental health wise too like you like that dopamine rush like your libido a good relationship sexually and stuff that's a huge quality of life thing for people I think with the dopamine rush and the ease of porn, where that definitely plays a role in healthy relationships, whether you're trying to hook up with your hookup culture becomes a thing now, I think, because people want that quick, can I get it? Can I get it? And if you do, the fucking dopamine release on that is just sky high. Serotonin. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was the other one? Um, forget what I said. Oh, where did I get? Quality of life. If we're... oh, sorry. Just your drive to do things too, I guess. Well, that was like part of the delayed gratification. But if you're, if you're always looking for that quick release and your dopamine levels are depleted, your drive to do shit is just not there, which then if you don't, have any drive to do stuff you always look for the quickest way or the easiest way out of things to get that next release or and i don't know i think it's all just all of that can be extremely negative if you're not aware of it yeah like that's a vicious fucking cycle to play with and i would say it's pretty pretty evident in today's culture especially especially with people 35 and younger yeah. 
do you, I don't know, do you, do you notice stuff with your, yourself with like, cause we talked a little bit about like a dopamine detox and stuff. Well, that's kind of what I'm like, episode. why I'm so quiet is because I'm like trying to self-analyze yeah. myself almost and how, where I can see that affecting your life, affecting my life. Yeah, it's definitely something for, well, that goes on to like meditation too. I don't know if I've probably talked about that before on here too, where I think everybody should do some sort of meditation. Yeah. Well, I'm whether just it's, getting back into it. Whether it's prayer or visualization or, which I like visualization just because it kind of puts everything together. We're like, you have that delayed gratification. You're, you're training that muscle because you're visualizing what you want. And it's not even all the steps that you have to do to get there. It's just focusing. Eventually, you have to reflect on that. You have to reflect on, what do I need to get there? Because just daydreaming about the shit's not going to get you there. Where I think a lot of people fall into that, the guru thing of, you got to imagine what you want. You got to do this. Well, I think so many people spend the time focusing on or thinking about what they want, but then not putting in the time or the work to get to where they want to be. So that's a dangerous loop that you can get yourself into. But when you are, like when you start out visualizing, if you've never done it, you're not, you don't think about all the steps that you have to do to get there. Or oh, well, this is going to come in. Because then you start doubting, you start, well, I got to do this, and uh, well, then I got to do that. Well, okay, well, I don't know if I can do this. Like, well, if I have to do that, can I... Can I really talk to that person or regret do this? Will I, will I make this much by then? Like you don't want to focus on that. You just want to focus on the end goal. Like uh, the easiest way is to do the follow along videos and just listen along with them and just mm. like get yourself yeah. get yourself into that mindset and just train your mind to relax and not be running all over the I place. I think it just puts your mind in a certain state frequency if you will but i think you can also which we should talk about that a little bit because your brain does go into different frequencies we've talked so, about that on here like when you're going to sleep and like waking up like beta waves alpha waves when you mm -hmm. do get into a meditation state it, your brain does get into different a different frequency go ahead sorry but i think like you you can access that in different ways than just meditation. Mm -hmm. Like I think like, I know like when I'm doing an intense cardio session of either like, I don't run very often, but like if I run one or two miles, I'm like in a certain state of mind where I can analyze Endorphin like my rise. whole life almost. Yeah. And be like, well, that and like knowing that there's dif different levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So like knowing that just because you had a thought doesn't mean it's your thought almost. Like you are not your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So you almost have to like when you're running and you be like, I got to quit to be able to separate yourself from that and be like, that's not my thought. I need to keep going. Which that tails into or ties into, I think a lot of people that 
when they're thinking negative about stuff, they assume that that's who they are. Well, right, they, but they that's think, that's what I was getting at is like when you can separate, you learn to separate yourself from mm-hmm. that thought. Yep. Like it teaches, like that's something that meditation can't teach you. You can't really meditate and learn that. There's I don't like know. different. I, think, I don't know. I think I think you can use it. I think you can use meditation to analyze that. Yeah, but I don't think you can just sit down. Well, maybe maybe you can. I think I so. Don't know. I think that's self reflection, dude. Because I, I didn't can... realize that until I started doing like hard gym, either like in the gym where like my arms are going to literally fall off. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I got to do three more yeah. reps on the bench. And if I don't, I'm going to drop this on myself. <laughs> like, yeah, whereas I was like forcing myself to do it. But then like maybe, I guess maybe you can't, maybe I just found it in a different way. A different way. Yeah, I think I think both ways. I think everybody should do some to, some sort of physical activity where they're exerting themselves mentally, like they're physically exhausted. But then after that, it becomes a mental battle. Yeah, and I think everybody needs to have that because you get into that state. You're analyzing like. But I think there's different I... levels too. Oh, there's definitely different levels. Because I know, like, if I go for a jog. I don't get deep enough. Like it's harder, but a mile or two jog is only like 30 minutes. Or if I go out and hike and I can, like I did 22 miles around Lake Geneva. I know by mile 16, I was like, yeah, I think I want to quit. Like Mm -hmm. this is dumb, but my car, I have to get to the car. So like now you're forced to again. Yeah. So then, then that next six miles is literally just me looking at the ground and I get like almost like a meditative yeah. experience that's out of why, it. That's why I think... And then you're hiking out in like the wilderness and you come like, you come to these realizations about yourself where I can like, then I sit down and I'm like, oh, it feels so good to sit down. And then you can like be in like a better state of mind to See, like I reflect think, I even think farther. That, I think that part is self-awareness. Where some people are very low on a self-awareness scale. Where like if you got to put in that situation, it's more of they're just, they want to die. They don't care about anything else besides just like, they might just be tearing themselves apart mentally. Where like, you're just taking it in like, fuck, like here it is. I got to do the work. I got to, I got to keep pushing. I got to get through this. Where other people will just be in their head tearing themselves apart. Yeah. And yeah, but you do tear yourself apart. You do. Like, that's the you best do, part but of you're, it. You're, you're, you, understand, you, get, you understand the concept of why you're doing it. You're, yeah. you're self-analyzing. Some people, very little self-awareness. And the, but the payoff is so much Dude, I mean, that's, better, what separates, like, that's what separates, honestly, I think, people that have success in different areas of their life go through that kind of shit and they purposely put themselves in those battles yeah look at a lot of successful people 90 percent of them fucking work out some sort of physical strain so they can face the mental battle like what like yes you're trying to be in good health but a lot of people they like that mental battle it basically comes down to like You've heard the saying, like, 
Cause, wait, because how much better do you feel when you're done with it, right? Well, it's not like, even when I'm done with it. Like, even, like, midway through, like, when when I get to sit down and then you look around and you just see, like, this landscape that you're like, there's no... It, the only way that I can get to this point to see exactly what I'm seeing is to get here by foot. And you got to hike back here 12 miles. And now I'm turning around and I want to go farther. Like, I don't want to turn around yet, but I know that, like... See, I like your rationale and reason for it. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people that do that, but I think there's a lot of people that be like, why the fuck would you walk out there to do that? But it's because they've never had that. But it's so never had that feeling. Or it's the, so difficult in that, like, you can't explain that to somebody unless they've they've done yeah. it. They've purposely put themselves in position to do it. And it, I think it's or the they've same. accidentally ran upon it and they realized that they enjoyed something like that. I guess I accidentally did too. And now you like it. And do you think what, what was I saying before? Which part? Where you get out to a certain spot and you're, no. Ah, hate when this happens. <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Anyways, the keep meditation, going. the or you, you were talking, you were talking before about how. Well, it might, might be my parents. Eight twenty. Mom said. Could be them. How long are we at? Hour twenty-five. Damn, I don't really want to wrap this up, but we might have to continue this one. That's all right. Well, well, we'll I'll do a close just in case. Maybe we'll maybe we'll be back on. Maybe not. If not, sorry it ended this way for you guys. But I I enjoyed this one. I hope you guys got a lot out of this. Ended with me not remembering yeah. what I wanted to yeah. say. Perfect perfect ending. Typical. What ending. did I want to say? Wait a second. <laughs> uh, yep, we're back at it. You guys can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever the heck you guys. Get your content. YouTube, we're on there. We're going to upload weekly. We've got a couple other ones. If we do miss a week, we'll probably throw up a clip or whatever from some different ones. Maybe even work on some YouTube shorts, I think. Mm -hmm. That's becoming a nice thing, and that's monetized now, too. So we'll do some YouTube shorts and figure it out. Yep, get you guys some content. Well, thank you for listening to us for the last hour and a half of apocalyptic bullshit and nootropics and Stuff that we're interested in, hopefully you guys are too. Yeah.